Get, get up. Come on, get up. If you're listening to this on the 25th of November 2023, you've, you're finishing off the podcast-thon. We've had three episodes. It's the last episode of today, edited all nice and tightly. It's Dan Pritchard, 13-year-old ultra runner. He completed the Pentlin Ultras Coast to Coast 37 miler a couple of weeks ago. He's been running ultras, taking part in ultras since he was 11 years old. Really nice guy. Spoke with him and his dad, Pricker, earlier on in the week. Enjoy it. Get up. Get up. Go on then. Get up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get, get up. We're in the we're in the studio. We're in the hub. You're wondering where the studio is? Well, it's on my sofa. I'm here with two of today's guests in my house. In my house, I've just arrived. I was doing the washing up, but I seem to have sat in something wet. But you don't need to know that. Um, I've got on the show today. I've got Dan Pritchard. Dan, hello. Hello. Oh shit! I need to bring the phone close. Hang on. <laughs> we're all we're all going to be hovering around a mobile phone because we don't have technology. Uh, and his dad, Pricko, what's your real name again? Arwell. Arwell Pritchard. Now, um, last weekend... No, last weekend... How many weekends ago was it, Dan? Yeah. Last weekend. Last weekend. No. Oh, we've had another weekend. Yeah. yeah. The, on the 11th of November 2023, Dan became the youngest person to complete one of the Pentlin ultra marathons here on the Slim Peninsula. It's the winter coast-to-coast race. And Dan, how old are you? 13. He's only 13, but he does sound as if he's a 27-year-old snooker player. Um, That's what we're talking about. So, Dan, uh, before we start talking about the race, how many, well, how many ultras... Have you started, and when did you first start your first well, race? Well, I did my first one, well, I tried my first one when I was 11, so two years ago to this time. Um, and then I did the year after, the winter, the year after. Um, so I tried the winter three times, the summer two times. Um, and that's it, really, the Backyard Ultra. I did the Coastal Half Marathon too. And then if we go back to... I've just had, like... Because um, I'm the race director as well for the Pentland Ultras, and we'll go through everything, um, how a 13 is allowed... How a 13, how a 13-year-old is allowed to do um, these races. But we'll just go over... Was there one year that you had done a half marathon be- the day before? Or had you done... What, yeah, what was the, it? What the was the first year, basically, I did almost two half marathons on the Thursday and the Friday. Yeah. And then it was the race on the Saturday. And how old are you at that, that point? That 11. 11? Yeah. What are your other hobbies, Dan? <laughs> I, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Just run. Running. We've got a, a young gump here. So uh, if we talk about the the race directing side of things, we give Dan a bib. And a bib number, not like a bib, because he can't eat food. He's he's thirteen years old. We give him a bib, and we give him a tracker, and that's it. There isn't part of our insurance because 
his dad here. Pricker, um, we, he asks us, Dan asks us, and then all responsibility is given to his father. Um, you follow him round then, don't you, um, during the race? Yeah, I just tag along, basically, yeah. and just see how far he goes. It's like, I remember the first one that we, well, he'd ran, I was in that race. And I told him, oh, yeah, you, you know, run after the race, wait five minutes and then run after the race and just enjoy yourself and we'll get nine to get you or whatever. So I think that's the first time he went and tasted the ultra scene as in within the race in a way. And then when the year after, I was like, ah, I really can't try this race now because I know Dan will just follow the race again and try and get further yeah so it went to a point then i had to sacrifice my own race in order that he could go and enjoy himself and have an adventure have a day out so that's how it really happened i think as well for listeners the running community where we are here myself dan's dad pricko and dan himself and everybody who is part of the penciling ultras we are a community event, so everybody knows everybody. It's not as if Dan's going off to different ultra races without supervision or he's taken to do, you know, on his on with with Pricker on his bike and he's having to do 200 miles and he's getting pushed as a child prodigy. You use your running and outdoors just for a bit of fun, enjoyment. Yeah. Um you know, in terms of your activity during the week, you know, you go, you're on a streak as well. How yeah. how, how many days have you been streaking? 138 today, so. 138 days? Um, anybody who doesn't know what a streak is, what's a streak, Dan? So, you go out, you have to go every day before midnight, um, and you have to basically run a mile or more every day to make it count for a streak. And basically, you have to just keep as consecutive as you can every day. And, uh, yeah. What's the earliest you've gone on a streak that you can remember? Midnight. What, straight after? Like, the... it hit midnight and we went. Oh. I, I was with um, Helen Riven in Wrexham. We were, like, it was a midnight half marathon. And we waited. It hit midnight and we just went. Wow. And what were you doing with Helen? Is she on a bit of a streak? Yeah. So... Five, she's on about pushing 600 days now. Wow. So, um, yeah. Is she just doing a mile a day? How fast um, is she doing? 13 miles, 13.2 miles a day, so half marathon a day, um, every day. So she's pushing 600 days, and we went on day 450, I think, kind of a celebration run. Yeah. Um, there was about five of us, and we kind of all trotted along, really. Do you think she'll do a 1,000? Probably. Yeah? Yeah. And then your streak, are you just going to go until... Until I can't. Until you can't. That's, that's, that's the spirit. And then, so people are thinking, well, how does a, a lad of 13 go out to do an ultra run marathon distance and so on? I wouldn't say you've got a training plan as such. You do it like people find later on in life. They'll start ultra running or they'll start training and then they realise, hang on a minute, I'm not enjoying this as much as I should. Let's put the enjoyment factor into it. So what do you do in your training to enjoy it? 
uh, you know, do you do any cross training, like go on your bike and that stuff? Um, no, literally, I go every Wednesday for about five miles. Yeah. Normally, um, so that well, I did that for a month in a row, um, and that kind of got the mileage up and stuff. But honestly, otherwise, it's just a mile a day, and kind of that, you know, it's not too long to not enjoy it sort of thing. You could just get it done, and then um, that somehow coming to the finish line. So. And in terms of the, the ultra run, well, the ultra marathon itself, how much hiking and walking did you do? I did, I, like, a, a way more walking, I'd say, by the end. Like, I mean, not really. It was, it was like, I ran for 15 miles, and then I walked. I was, it was like then half, you know, half a mile of walking, half a mile of running mm. to kind of just keep steady and not push myself too much then so i would hold back really down to like 16 minute miles and just keep in between those by the end so like i don't push myself but the first like two three miles eight minutes and just to kind of find my pace um but after that it was just nice and easy i think that's a response that you'll hear from an experienced runner um ladies and gentlemen the this is what's um i think very obvious with dan that he's not just sort of like giving things a go as you say you find you set out to find your pace you do your walking you do your hiking you know your ability since when have you been jogging and running in the outdoors did it start when you were 11 or before that 11 really i did like you know the little one less mile local race races when i was you know young yeah um i won one of them but like i never really ran until i was 11 um about literally this this time two years ago i started and then you know you've you know you're not an overnight success because you've 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 you're, you're dnf'd which yeah. is which is brilliant to get out of the way i think um rather than eggs in one basket you know you know from whenever you've gone off you know to to see how far you'd get whenever you're 11 12 13 you know just for a few miles or whatever we were lucky enough to be on holiday at the same time um you and your dad were out in Chamonix and I was out in Chamonix as well watching the UTMB was that a sort of inspirational part of of this year on this trajectory for you know the 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 coast-to-coast race uh i'd say so it's kind of just see everyone in the element really is um you know a nice place to kind of train at too i'd go when i was there i'd go for about a couple five k's i did there to kind of you know just run see the community you know you weren't the only one running i'd see about 20 30 people on my runs running sort of thing and you'd pass them and see the same people so it was you know that was a big boost kind of too with a streak because you could go out see other runners too and you know see you know what weight what were they wearing what shoes sort of thing but also like you were in the cold it was the middle of the summer but it was 10 degrees you had to go run you know (laughs) no matter what just uh, i think that was a big boost of training too just being higher cold um and just seeing everyone do their thing really brilliant um 
whenever you were out there, if we, if we buckled down, was there anybody that stood out? Was there any of the runners that you met up with or anybody that was taking part that you managed to spend some time with and, you know, ask for some advice and, and stuff? Well, I was walking... Well, I saw um, hella good, so he ran across America. He's on a streak since 2017 now. Wow. So he's about 2,400 days, I think. Um, I saw him, but I was kind of, you know, I th- he was doing his own thing, so I didn't go up to him that time. I saw him on his run, didn't go up to him that time, you know, he's running. <laughs> I don't want to stop him, really. So one night, we were kind of going on our bikes, and I saw him, he was just walking about, so, you know, I said, I'll go up and say hello, sort of thing. Um, I took a picture with him, and, you know, I DM'd him, then I sent him the picture, whatever, and we DM'd back and forth. Really, that's it. Um... And I talked to him the other day again, just to say, you know, I hit my 100, I did the ultra and he was like, oh, congrats, whatever. So, you know, it's kind of just to keep in touch too, um, after meeting him too. Brilliant. I think that's, that's great. And as you say, you've got all the, the runners in their element. You've also got him. You, I'm going to talk about Kate now. You were at the UTS in Aruri earlier on in the year. Are those the hawkers that you had on? What what hawkers were you wearing on um, the Coast to Coast race? The Speed Goats 5. So before them, I, Solomons really. I was wearing just Solomons trail shoes. But I know, I like these hawkers, they were like, okay, I need new shoes sort of thing. I don't like the hawkers I'm wearing at the moment. Cause they were a bit hard on the on the bottom to run with so i saw these and they were really like spongy and you know i was like yeah i need them sort of thing so i got them and i think that was a big boost to training to having comfortable shoes um and you know like just had a good price on them too so yeah it was um i got them i was it was a good and and those are the ones that you wear what the the grip on those? What are they? Are they like a, a trail and tarmac? Or are they just trail? Yeah, I'd say just trail and tarmac a bit. I wear them on tarmac mostly, um, but they work for trail. They trail shoes, I'd say. Brilliant, but, Gr- um, great stuff. And I noticed your Solomon bag. Yeah, those are great, aren't they? Um, what type was that? Is have we got? Is there a kind of model on that, or is it just a? Yeah, you know, I can't remember which one it is. We can't um, remember. I like that though. I got it in the UTMB village. Yeah. Um, best purchase by far. <laughs> yes. And then, so if we look to the 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 next twelve months now, what's what's your plan for the next twelve months? Is there any races or anything, or are you just going going with the flow, or what's your plan? Well, I'd say just keep on the streak. You have the Pilgrims Marathon. I don't know who the youngest to do that is. So maybe just even course record under 18 would be cool. Um, kind of just aiming for that. Maybe the summer 50 mile. Aim to be the youngest to finish that. Maybe then when it comes to winter time. to I know this is a hard like push. The course record for under 18s on that. Um, but I'd like to hit that too. What is it? At around 7 hours I think so. Was that by Johan? I think. Yeah, and another, another great youngster, um, who is, on his way to 
Nepal, I think, to do a Nepal marathon. And I, I just think it's great that, you know, as a, I'm going to speak with Dan's dad now for a bit, and I'm going to start that when I were a lad, you know, people talk about, uh, well, certain people talk about bone growth and overtraining. But when I was a lad, you know, we've got Butlins in Patelli, and um, every Saturday we were dropped off there, went to get our trolleys, and we'd work from 7 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock at night, walking all around the camp, pushing push, pushing suitcases, and then we'd walk home along the trail track, which is about three three miles, something like that. So the the conditioning physically Dan's had isn't what people perceive that want to give their opinion, is it? Yeah, for Dan, you, you can't stop somebody who wants to do something. No. And you've got to encourage them. And yeah. for me, there's no pressure, there's nothing, this is all his doing. And I'm not going to stop him. No. You know, it's like we're only here once and we've got to enjoy it and get our adventures. You know, as you say, I remember being a kid and I'd be out all day, every day. And, you know, if it was down the beach, in the woods, climbing the mountain, yeah. you know, in Cabedog and stuff like that. And you'd do monster miles when you were a kid. Yeah. But I think, you know, over the last 10 years, especially with, you know, it's like with internet, mobile phones, the kids have changed and the majority of them are just busy on their phones or PlayStation and stuff. And it's not getting to be the norm to mm. be out and running. That's it. Stuff like that. No, well, I totally agree with you that a lot of kids, teenagers, dans at age find the outdoors barren almost to the fact where it's um, the unknown. Yeah. You know, if, you know, or oh, how do we walk up a hill or will you, you know, that kind of mentality that they haven't got. And we're very lucky, I think, where we live, yeah, Dan, you know, we've got the Slim Peninsula, but then we've got Aruri just up the road. It's just a massive playground, isn't it? We do live you, in a massive playground. Do you know what? Talking about playgrounds, Dan, have you been up a Withervire? No, never been. Well, I've been on the train, but I've never ran up, no. The only, like, actual mountain I've been up is Knich. Yeah. And that was with Gordon at the start of this year, kind of. Um, I had my moment kind of going up by the middle because it was dark. And then I'd look to the right and it's just a massive, just darkness. <laughs> and then... But do you have a torch? Yeah. Yeah. But you had this, like, the platform part. Oh, right, yeah. Part, yeah, like, the scramble. Mm. So we sat there for, like, an hour. What time did you go? We went up about two... In the, mo- in the morning? Yeah. yeah. It, for sunrise. And um, I had my moment, kind of. And I, I had my moment in the middle part, so... What was your s- moment? As in, oh, I'm knackered, I'm not enjoying this, no. or... I was liking it, but I was like, just like, that doesn't look fun anymore. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but and did you moment. tell people? Yeah, I was Good. Like, we, we just sat, literally, we were sat on the rocks, just waiting for it to get light, basically. Yeah. So it got like four or five o'clock and we just, I, I said stuff, this sort of thing. And um, we just went up to the like main part then to the top. And you know, it wasn't that bad, I'd do it again now. But it was just that moment of kind of, do I do it, do I not? I think that what it was, is like when you've got a headlamp and 
the only light you see is what you get from that. Yeah. And you've got the shadows and you've got, wow. you know, especially a, a knecht, if you were from Kreuzer, it's like you've got one side, which is the mountain, and yeah. the other side, which is a bit nothing. How old <laughs> were you like then, Dan? Literally this year, so 30. Start of this year, isn't yeah. it? So but, just... you know, for, for, you know, if we've got any ultra runners there listening to the show or trail runners, trail walkers, Take 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 your kids, take whatever up with you on these little. Don't have to be running. Um, I was going to go back to Withva. Is that something? I, is that something that you do? Do you think? Yeah, walk up or run up or what? I, I was talking to to my dad the other day. Just I want to see how fast I could run up and down. That's like I want to not even that. Like maybe walk it first or something. I I just want to do that because um I want to do more mountains, but it's like just which ones? Yeah, sort of thing. That's a good idea with, you know, once again, it's showing experience. Walk up first, work out the bits where you can push on, and then on the way down, it's just pin your ears, ears back and yeah. then just go. Yeah. Great stuff. So you've got that, that, and that. And then with your sort of motivation, I know you've got this streak. You've obviously been knackered sometimes, especially after the Pentlin Ultra whenever you walked in when we were having food um, and, you know, you, you did the morning after walk. How do you motivate yourself to go whenever you don't want to go? Um, What's that? Right, I'm off. It's kind of, you just, maybe you sit around or something, you, you're raining, cold, whatever. You just, you know you have to get it done, no matter what sort of thing. But if you don't want to, I'd say just sit around kind of thing maybe an hour wait for your moment sort of thing um to just go out there and get it done because that's the easiest part sometimes i'd say yesterday didn't want to go but you just have to go sort of thing and are you you know you talked about going with helen after midnight is there a specific time of the day that you go or are you quite sporadic um i'd say like around two two and three o'clock is the normal time Afternoon, morning. Afternoon. Afternoon. But I, I don't like that time. I'd much rather three, four, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's dark, no one's around, no cars, no noise. Literally just me Yeah. and my head torch. So I, I haven't been really awake at that time for a, a few weeks now. So it's, it, I know, I haven't been that time. Um, But when I started the streak, I went 5, 4 a.m., for two three weeks in a row but i definitely feel better and more motivated at that time rather than the afternoon got you and you know people probably listening think oh yeah but he must be on some sort of like diet and protein shakes and carbs what's what what does your average day of food look like <laughs> sausage rolls <laughs> yeah sausage Ketchup. rolls um i i just eat like a normal human normal human I brilliant i don't Protein shakes, nothing, just, just kind of food. Brilliant, and that, I think that's, that's how it should be. Just eat normally. There's so much fad, rubbish, you know, snake oil stuff out there, which you don't really need if you've just got a, you know, a healthy. Yeah, I think it's a balance, isn't it? For yeah. Dan, he just loves running and he loves yeah. ultra, you know, ultra marathons and the ultra run it marathon community and stuff like yeah. that so for him it's just it's not a matter of diets or anything mm. like that or it's just 
he's following his passion yeah. and he's doing it because you know we've been around the UK and we've we followed Gordon on the race across Scotland and that started back was it 2018 that was we yeah. we did that and what we tend to do a lot of you know Dan's been around the races so many different kind of races seeing so many different races so he's been learning mm. through that because we've you know we've followed the spine we followed the dragons back and you know the local races UTS been to Chamonix and what we tend to do is just like we'll well what I call it is extreme dot watching so we'll watch that little dot and then we'll try and go in front of that dot you know we've followed John Lavery, um Julian Ayres Gordon you know if they do like one of the extreme runs then we tend to just pop up places and just have fun don't we and meet new people I, I think what's great what um uh, Prickos saying is whenever Dan finishes his race, he'll come and be part of the event oh, scene. Yeah. You know, uh, you were doing the bag checks uh, registration this year, yeah. and that gives you a good opportunity to be face to face. You know, we had Kim Collinson um, that was racing, but also, you know, with the backyard and so on. He's he's seen behind the scenes. You know, it's like being in the in the Formula One. You know, yeah. whenever the cars come in. So that's a, a great point of, even if you're not speaking with the, the runners directly, you're able to see the conversations, the kit changes, yeah. and that sort of thing. And I think that's priceless, yeah. um, you know, for for yourself, the sort of thing. And I think also, like, seeing how different races work as well, isn't it? And the organisation behind it and things like that. You know, maybe next year... I'll be seeing them running too and, like, you know, giving them support sort of thing. The, the, this, is, this is the great thing. I, 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 well, I, you know, I always say it. That in this sport, you're able to start toe the line with the elites. Yeah. You're also to be around the races with the elites. You know, back in the day, whenever I was Dan's age, I'd have a poster of, say, Daley Thompson, yeah. um, Peter Shilton... Bruce Lee on my wall because I'd never meet them. I wouldn't mm. be able to meet them. But, you know, Dan's, you know, I wouldn't say heroes, heroes or people, heroes and people that inspire you. Idols. You know, you've got um, Julian Ayres, John Shield. Who yeah. else? Uh, Gordon. You've got to say yeah. Gordon. Yeah. If you don't say Gordon, uh, <laughs> you get it out. But, yeah, so you've got John Shield, you've got Julian Ayres, Gordon, all completely different runners, but these are all people that have got the time to give Dan their time. You know, imagine if we were able to speak to Bruce Lee and see his karate moves or Daley Thompson when we were at that age. And it's it's that, it's that friend, and it is friendship, isn't yeah. it? You know, I, I take the mick, you know, on here saying that, you know, I've got personal personal friends with lots of people, but they say, hey, that's Instagram, you just follow them. But <laughs> that's besides the point. But these are people that will give you your advice. Yeah. And that is... That needs to be remembered, I think, by a lot of a lot of people. And you know, say if you've got a son or a daughter that's looking to get into the sport, remember they're not doing big miles running by themselves. There is going to be a in a community event near where you live where you can go along and say, look, although um you might not be able to let us enter, it's all right if we run behind it independently. And I'm sure if it's a community run race. They'll say yes. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's just the opportunity, isn't it? Yes. Um, giving kids that chance to, you know, it's not about them 
going to run 100 miles or, no. you know, it's like, I was surprised that Dan went all Oh, hands up, everyone was. And, yeah. you know, for me, I thought, yeah, he'll go to Ganbatrin or possibly to Cork. Yeah. You know, he'll go a bit further this year, but he carried on and he had that determination because he wanted to do it. And you can't force that on, a, on no. anybody. You no. know, it's like if you're at an ultra marathon runner, you know it's totally down to you. Yeah. And there's nobody else around you that will make you. And I think, go. especially with trail ultra running, you know, Potentially, if it was going down the track, come on, just another, come on, just another. But you know, the the coast to coast, it's hilly in bits. Yeah. You know, you've got Bedrock Headland up the stairs. You've got, uh, then you've got, you know, almost twenty six miles in. You've got up Nanquithane. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was quite funny, wasn't it? By Pistic, I saw Daniel um, just by the church in Pistic, and he looked a bit down at that time, a bit knackered and. I just told him, oh, Maria's in the, was it? Yeah, Maria. Yeah. Maria's in the field behind you. Next thing, boom, totally changed the character. And he just picked up then, didn't he? And from that point, I, I went to Nanskortain and he was coming up the path from the beach and he was like, I'm doing this. Yes, there's a <laughs> great photo. Yeah. yeah. And he was just like, we, well, that photo was when he was on that marathon distance, wasn't it? 26.2. And he was like, my first marathon, and he went, yeah. Because, like, with the, this is what we forgot. Yeah. This is what, well, what I forgot. It was like, yeah, he's done done the ultra. I think, hang on a minute, he's done his first ever um, marathon yeah. in, in that as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go geek questions, okay? These are exactly the same questions I ask everybody on the show. First of all, whenever you're getting driven around in your car by your dad and you pass somewhere and you've ran on it, will you turn around and go, I've ran that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's like great. If I go to Cambadrog, oh, I've ran to here. Yeah. You know, but when we went for a spin on the Sunday after the race, we kind of went on the course, you know, the road paths. Yeah. I was like, I was here yesterday, sort yes. of thing. But like this time yesterday, my mind wasn't functioning here. <laughs> Compared yeah. to now, I'm a bit more, you know, With conscious. It. And, and what did you eat on the day? You know, I'm literally gonna... room bars. That's it. Room bars, sweets, going into the checkpoints, sausage rolls. Um, but literally, when I was running, just room bars. I, I, I How many room bars do you go for? Two. Two. Um, room uh, kindly um, supply us with the electrolytes and the bars for all of our uh, races and, you know, the carbohydrates and they're also calories, which is ideal. Sausage rolls, brilliant. What did you have in the Vic Cliff fine? Um, I just went in, I had... I don't, need, I don't I wasn't really functioning at this time. I think you had the sock change there, didn't you? Yeah, I just literally, I went in, my feet were destroyed again. I had the sock change in Tikoch. Well, Anthony Davis came in and I didn't have spare socks. And I had Tony, like, just putting, like, um, lotion on my feet. Because they were just, they were so sore. And Anthony came in and he was like, just, you know, oh, hi, sort of thing. I was like, how am I in front of him? <laughs> and uh, uh, Tony asked him, oh, have you got spare socks sort of thing? He needs some. Yeah. And mine was soaked, like, gone. And he said, oh, yeah, here you go. I had spare socks. I got some montane gloves by him, too. And, uh, like, loads of food there. I spent about 10 minutes there, 15, just food, get my feet situated. And I just went again. But, so, like, oh, this, someone said, like, oh, it's 12 miles to the next checkpoint now. Yeah. And I was like... 
that's 12 miles. <laughs> I, 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 you know, at this point, I've already done 18 miles. It's yeah. Like another 12 miles is like, oh my God. So that's not what I wanted to hear. But also, you know, that without, I didn't think anything of it. And I just kept going and that, it, it went so fast. Who were you with um, leaving Tikoch? By yourself or? By myself, yeah. And I was basically by myself through the whole thing. You know, I'd had the people pass and I'd run with them for two minutes. Yeah. And then they'd carry on um, coming into Ed. Then I had a group of people, about four, there was five of us in total, four from Liverpool, ran, kind of introduced myself we ran for 10 minutes they carried on so came into Tukor myself left myself and literally didn't run with anyone properly until pissed it when um my dad said like oh maria's behind you with another guy yeah and i was like okay you know i know maria sort of thing okay ish and so i know that was a big boost to kind of like Okay, if I, I literally, I completely slowed down. I started walking almost cr- like crawling speed. Like I just stopped and I waited for her because my blisters were getting bad sort of thing. And I was myself and I was just, I just wanted to get it done at this point. I was uh, pushing a marathon distance and, I, you know, I, that's the one thing I didn't because I blocked all thought of thinking of stopping from my mind, this race sort of thing. And that's the last thing I wanted coming closer to the finish so I literally just waited till Maria came and we literally completely stuck together did not leave each other um but before I met her uh, Lauren Samantha came behind me Brilliant and runner. she came she you know she told a friend oh two minutes let me go check if he's okay so she I heard her kind of running down at me and she came beside me like, oh, are you okay? Sort of thing. I was like, because my running format, like coming into base <laughs> was deadly. <laughs> I think everyone would run away from me. And um, oh, she, I was like, oh, yeah, just blisters a bit sore. And she was like, oh, okay, you sure? I was like, yes. <laughs> and then, you know, she, she dad was there then. And he was like, she was like, just, is he okay? Sort of thing. And was, just kept going then. And literally Maria came, everything healed. <laughs> kind of just running with someone you knew um and she was with her friend wesley and we kind of got to know each other just going um just trotting along got to a marathon with them that was a really good point but we passed lauren and stuff to again then yeah so they got a bit ahead but by the time we were coming into nan we passed them again so wow. that's the point we were kind of you know i knew my boost kind of yeah came up then when i was passing lauren again i was like how's that happened and then we were we were going side by side, passing each other for a good two miles. Then, were um, you jogging or yeah, walking? Yeah, jogging at this point. Yeah. going up Nan, just fast walking. Yeah, that honestly was not as bad as I thought. That was. Have you done just, that before? Yeah, yeah, on the Sea to Summit. Sea to Summit yeah. challenge, but that was not as bad as I thought at all. Especially after the miles, it was kind of just you want to get it done, and you're so focused on finishing at this point or getting to that checkpoint you just couldn't care less and then you know you mentioned about you'd already decided to block it out to finish what was your process to block things out how do you do that how do you get yourself into the zone and how many days in advance do you start you know preparing Um, I'd, i'd say i'd been prepared since the start of the streak you know i've been prepared since 12 weeks away sort of thing Brilliant. Someone said 12 weeks to go, and I said, yeah, 12 weeks. And, you know, closer to the time, you know, 
four weeks now, you've got a month, prepare yourself. And I was like, yeah. And on the day, it was really just like, I haven't run all the day, all these days and training and midnight for nothing. Mm. I haven't been out in the rain and storm for nothing sort of thing. I it, literally, I just kept telling myself that and just focused on kind of just getting there then. That's brilliant. Your focus as well, do you imagine yourself going through the finishing line or? Yeah, the, the days before on my training runs, I was like, this could be me and kind of just like literally just that focus and that motivational boost a couple of days before helped for sure kind of thinking like especially on the last few miles that's what I needed thinking back to that mm. and imagining like myself crossing the finish line but at that point I actually crossed the finish line the last few miles I could I could bear literally I could not run almost mm. I, I could just walk I could I couldn't stop it was just I I was on auto yeah. auto going if that makes sense yeah yeah and at this at one point it, it got really dark and I, my head torch was on and I zone I was like zoning out and I was like I noticed myself moving and then I got dizzy and stuff and I was like oh <laughs> before coming up Pengan that it was that hill on that turn and that's the point I kind of like ooh <laughs> but um we walked up Pengan took that easy. Um, we wanted to run down sort of thing. I couldn't. <laughs> I just, I didn't have the nothing. Like, my tank was gone. But, um, yeah, coming into town, I wanted to run. Couldn't. Just walked to that Glanamore stretch, that last stretch then. And I was like, okay, I'll walk this. I'll see if I can run. And by the point I hit the Glanamore gates, almost just passing there, that's where then I was like, bang. I'm going. And I, I ran as fast as I could but it was still slow until I hit that corner the actual last stretch and then I just like boom yeah <laughs> it's like a rocket was behind me and um I kind of just got myself to the finish line then and I was like it was nuts like coming down Pengan I just I was like I almost that crying feeling like oh my god I've done it like sort of thing but I didn't cry I thought I'd cry coming into the finish it was like no and you know like it, we were I was lying down on the side of the road getting blisters put on my uh, blister plasters getting put on my feet on mile 31 sort of thing after leaving the checkpoint <laughs> like it was kind of just that stuff you know that finishing I was too like I it still hasn't hit me really that I finished because at that time I finished I had nothing in me to kind of notice I finished if that makes sense <laughs> No, one hundred percent, and I think that you know the the determination and the true grit, as they say, came from that twelve weeks before, and then the visualization. What was it like? Because like I was on the finish line, so was Karis, Liz, lots of people. What was it like to see him just come in? That's just amazing, isn't it? You know, it's like when you see somebody achieving one of his like goals and dreams. Mm. It's just nice to be there and oh. see that smile and. You know, and how knackered he was, you know, because he pushed himself to do it. And I think it's just character building, isn't it? And, you know, Dan's been through a lot in mm. life and it just goes to show that he's got that strength to just plough on. But, yeah, I think, and, you know, the takeaways from the podcast for me is, you know, choosing the moment, you know, that's, you know, that's what you were saying. And that's... The, the way you're talking, Dan, is as if not that you've been running for years, 
but that you're an experienced runner that's been running for years. The way you talk, the way you come across um, is something very exciting, you know, to see where it goes and how it goes as well. Yeah. But, but he's been in that, you know, running bubble in that community for yeah. five years now. And yeah. he's, he just loves it. Yeah. And, you know, we've, it's just, we've seen a lot, haven't we? And you've followed a lot of races, you know, Ring of Fire, everything, you know, we've been... Who would you say your yeah. heroes are in the sport? Um, ooh. Ooh. Me. Yeah, is that <laughs> no um, chance? Or is I, I don't know. Is there any standout um, people that you think, or just generally, I just kind of follow Hellas track to get that streak that long. But I see that you know I just want to run for a brand and kind of like make myself other people's heroes. If that makes sense. You already you already have done. You already have. So like, if there's anybody listening from Hoka, Hoka. <laughs> I've said it wrong, so that, yeah, but anybody, don't speak to me. But yeah, Dan, um, are you on Instagram for yeah. people to follow you? Daniel Pritchard underscore, and that'll come up with running, probably. Brilliant stuff, Dan. Um, I can't thank you both enough for coming on the show. It's been inspirational. It has been the icing on the cake for, I think, the Pendleton Ultras this year, just to see the sort of the youngsters coming through and Dan leading the way and inspiring others, um, sort of thing. Dan and Prickot, thanks ever so much. Get up. I don't need to tell Dan to get up. You've got a body clock like an airport as well, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, thanks ever so much and get up. The Get Up and Run podcast was brought to you today by the lovely people at Ola Dance. Ola Dance, OWS. Headphones. If you're seeking a superior sound quality and comfort while Staying aware during your outdoor rounds. Look no further, ladies and gentlemen, than the Oladance OWS headphones. They're brilliant. Um, they've also got a Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales running from November the 17th to the 30th. Oladance is offering us to this an incredible up to 25% off the OWS series headphones. I'll just give you a quick little bit of information about them. The OWS Pro, right? This is a cutting-edge 2023 model. It brings both style and adaptability. Style, they actually just hang on your ear. They've got like a five-point balance system. I wear glasses. I wear a trucker's hat. And that, that doesn't get in the way, right? So that's what that means. Perfect for both outdoor workouts, running up hills, and the daily office grind, as in stood next to the facts with your headphones in listening to a little bit of a power ballad by Celine Dion whilst you're waiting for the Christmas party <laughs> listen the OWS2 offers the best bang for your buck and it's got a, a, you know when people say extended battery life you go how much is that about four hours this is this goes into like 19 hours which if you play your cards right is a good bit of an ultra marathon you know we've got ultras that go into a couple of days if you need to be playing some some seriously empowering music well this is one for you um and then you've got the os one is also a good and great go-to choice so why wait ladies and gentlemen click on the link in the show notes and snag your all dance ows 
headphones and elevate your music experience to those mountain hills you'll be running across. Uh, if you're in the Facebook group, I've put a bit of a review in, which is pretty groovy. But yeah, they're great. Get up. Come on. Come on. You've got to get up. Come on. Uh, 